Happy Sunday, campers. Rise and shine. It's <laughs> Sunday. It's not Groundhog Day. It's not Groundhog Day. That's why I, I thought we were riffing on the Groundhog Day. Like, okay, campers, rise and shine. It's cold outside. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah. See, whoa. I was thinking about Whatever. heavyweights, to be honest. Oh, okay. Which is another dark. Better movie. Well, I didn't say better, but. No, no, no. Groundhog Day is way better. I was just, I was just teasing. <laughs> Anyway, um, hey guys, this is the Bitch Seat Podcast. I'm Lisa Mandel. I'm Phil Casal. And it is our 20th episode already. Right? Our our podcast is arguing with us. Why can't I drink? I'm only one year away from 21. I'm only one episode away. Oh, is our podcast asking that? I think our, our, our podcast, podcast is, is already in college yeah, and drinking because the still, parents are not even watching. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's excited, uh, but once it turns 21, all the thrill of drinking is going to be gone because now it's it's commonplace. Oh, so what you're saying is get the kicks in before. Yeah, before you actually before have to pay for the legal. drinks. Because at this point, people are, go, uh, you know, they're his older friends, her older friends. I imagine the bitch that is a female podcast. Uh, I like to think neutral. Neutral, gender yeah. neutral. Yeah. It is going to bars and its friends who are older than it are buying it drinks. Uh, and right. Or it is going to uh, theater parties uh, in, a, in an off-campus apartment building and it is having... Um, Wine coolers. Everclear and Kool-Aid from a big bathtub mix. That too. I've had that. <laughs> I remember in college, I had like, I just had a red cup. There was one party where I had a red cup and anything was in it. Like towards the end of the oh, night, yeah. I was just vomiting everywhere. But I mean, for the most part. Oh my God. One time great. I went to a party and they had like one of these like Kool-Aid or like, um, you know, just red juice, sugar juice stuff with like very, very high proof alcohol. And I drank like two cups of it and it fucks you up and then the next day i shat hot pink oh my god and i was terrified i had no idea what was going on i always felt ever every time I, I drank straight everclear in the morning i never had a hangover i was fine <laughs> i don't know how that is but like i've done it i i didn't kids don't try this at home yeah I drank, that's how you become an alcoholic like real quick yeah i, I mean there's two occasions where i downed everclear straight from the bottle <laughs> one was with uh, my BFF, Chelsea Smith, uh, on her Hi, birthday. Chelsea. Hey, Chelsea. And one was in college, and I got kicked out of Rocky Horror. I, was, I got kicked out of the audience by the director, who later became, uh, became a registered sex offender. So, fuck him. Oh, so that's the kind of person you want to get kicked out of the oh, audience. Oh, absolutely. So I could say that on, on, a, on a live. This isn't live, but you know, we're living. It's almost live. We're, we're living. We're living. So, <laughs> it's not live, but yeah, we're living. Podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, on that note, Actually, this is a nice segue into this. I'm going to read something that's not from a journal. Oh my god! It's um, it's from a one of these folded up uh, notes that we used to pass in the sixth, seventh, eighth grade. And it preserved. I don't Pre- see any yellowing. Oh, very preserved. I have well, I have boxes and boxes of these notes, and so most of them are notes that I got from other people. But this one is one that I sent to my friend uh, Abby Gifford, who I'm going to let her know that she's being referenced on this. She's a lawyer now, um, and uh, so. It just says AMG on the front. There's a little picture of a frog that I drew. And uh, on the inside, I think we must have been sharing writings. We must have been sharing our writings back and forth. You know, it's like a correspondence. But she never wrote back. So she must have just given it back So that's not a correspondence. Well, you'll see. Okay. So inside this note, it says, In the darkness, I am enclosed, engulfed, enveloped. 
but I am not scared. I do not shudder or hold back. I feel protected, and the darkness is warm and comfortable. The depths are heavy and safe, full and moist and cozy. <sighs> I, I nestle deep into the cushions of darkness. I feel as a caterpillar in a cocoon might feel, a child in a mother's stomach, a peanut in a shell, <laughs> peaceful and sheltered and alone. And then I signed it, Lisa Meredith Mandel. And then in a different color ink underneath, I wrote, P.S., please return. I will copy and give back to you. Thanks. Because I wanted to keep the writing for my record. Was this, okay, so was so this she a, gave it back to me, and then, but without writing anything on it. So wait, but was it a sanctioned correspondence? Did you ask her to write back? Like, you asked her to write back, essentially. But I asked her to write back, and she didn't. But I think it was more, I prioritized keeping it for my records over getting a response. Wow. That's how... Full of myself. You are you are the number one producer for your show before you even knew you had a show. I know, isn't that gross? It's it a little. It's not really gross. Out. I don't know. It I feels think it's selfish. I've always championed the, the, your time travel joke writing uh, for the show. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, but I I'm a little I'm a little let down that I said a child in a mother's stomach because by gross. this point I'm in like sixth grade Cause, cause and I know children are not in yeah. stomachs. So I mean. And also, how many times do I, I mean, say were the you word reading, uh, darkness? Were you here? reading Macbeth at the time, or like because because you were like, no, oh I wait, was, I think I was oh. reading. What did we read in sixth grade? I don't know. We didn't read Macbeth. That's that's the Red Badge of Courage. Yeah, the Red Badge was of there Courage. A st- was there a stomach in there? Was there a stomach? <laughs> no, with but a baby? there was a hell of a lot of darkness. Okay. And dead dogs. Didn't you have to read that? Nope. Oh, spoilers! There are no, dead I, dogs. I had to read a book a month that of my choosing, and it was mostly goosebumps. Right, I read Fear Street, all the Fear Streets. Anyway, the, the Babysitter sequels too. Anyway, and and the sequels. The Babysitter sequels. The, the Babysitter Club. and the sequels. No, no, no. The Babysitter was an R.L. Stein book about a babysitter who is stalked by uh, a strange voice on the phone. Oh, so you mean it was like Scream before, before Scream? Yes. R.L. Stein, the best, the best. Um, someday we're gonna get him on the show. He'll be real into it. I know who to talk to. Uh, me too. And uh, apparently our guest, she's gesturing wildly that she knows who to she's, talk to too. There's so steam let's, coming out from behind her I know, headset. I know. She's ready. She's ready to go. So our guest today is a very, very delightful human. She's such a talented improviser and character actor. And um, we know her from The Pit. She is on the, the Pit House Team Champagne Empire. Um, so let us welcome into the room Christine Pinheiro. <laughs> She's walking in right now. <laughs> in slow motion with like an open window behind her with like curtains blowing in the breeze. Yeah, somehow there's an open window in here. There usually isn't, but in this in this case, her hair is just going just the wind is I just I think this might be one of those real music videos, you know, or literal music videos where they change the lyrics to be what's actually going on in the music video. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Anyway, I'm, I'm pulling this out because I had wanted to hear the chorus, but it's not going to happen, so don't worry about it. Hi, Christine. <laughs> How you doing over there? I feel so good. good. I thought you were going to maybe, your head was going to pop off because you had so much energy inside of you. Oh, my God. I, well, you started, you shared notes, which, yeah. oh, my God, I have notes that I brought with me today. Amazing. Oh, man. R.L. Stein read, read Fear Street, read the Goosebumps series as a kid. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan. He performed improv at the People's Improv Theater. Did you know that? I yeah. did know that. I think, I think Dave Herman brought him in. Yeah. He did. Yeah. 
So uh, I think Leah Evans also like they have an ongoing they're thing. They're besties. Where, yeah. Oh, they are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, maybe we maybe you can bark up that tree. Oh, he'll do this. What? Lisa, oh. he will do this. Do you think so? Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, he'll he totally do this. Oh my god. Yes, he will. He'll bring something from his childhood. Oh my god. He's probably got it. He's so funny. He loves comedy. He loves comedians. Yeah. He's going to do this. But the thing is, we have to record it here. We can't go into his house and we can't open up any of his first editions of the Goosebumps or else the monster will come out. No. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's exactly what he wants to yeah. be, is to be on a show like this so that he can. Because the Goosebumps movie in. is, is incredibly movie? accurate. Yeah. And it's great. It came out last year with J- Jack Black as R.L. Stein. How did I miss this? It's, I, I watched it with my family and it was so oh, much fun. It was, we watched it like. A few months ago. <gasps> is oh. there a Fear Street book too? No. Oh not my a, God. There needs to be Fear yet. Street movies. Do you remember should. The Witches? No. Nora. There was like a series he wrote in regards to witches. I never. Nora was one of the. This. What? Oh my God. I'm sorry. I so need good. to. I would, I'd say I need to read this, but it's beyond my level at this point. He's I, why I became a reader. So like my mom. Oh, me too. When I was a kid, she would take us to Barnes and Noble or Borders mm-hmm. and she would say, go find a book. And literally went to immediately Arl Stein, mm-hmm. Goosebumps. He's great. Yeah. He speaks to the fear on our streets. Mm-hmm. On the, the streets, streets of, of our, our hearts. Minds. Oh. Our minds. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, we had it. We had it. <laughs> um, Christine, what's, uh, what street did you grow up on? I grew up in the Bronx, mm-hmm. Cretona Avenue, 1916 Cretona Avenue on, near Tremont in Cretona mm-hmm. Park. Yeah. And did you spend, did you move around a lot or were you there in that one spot the Um, whole time? Well, we lived, before Cortona, we lived on Matthews Avenue Mm -hmm. until I was four years old. And then we moved to Cortona. I lived there till I was 15, then moved to Bedford Park in the Bronx. Yeah. You're the real deal. You're the real deal. I'm automatically tougher than everyone in this room. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel like you're in line with all of the other... Uh, native New Yorkers that I know who are actually way, way, way more chill than anybody who moved here oh, yeah. saying that they were a diehard <laughs> Oh, New yeah, Yorker. because the, 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 the New York transplants are the ones that give it the name of, like, they're really high-strung, they're always on the move, they're always because they're afraid that they'll get kicked out of the city at any point. But you know that you're here and that you've, you're from and You've seen New some York. shit. Yeah. You lived here when New oh, York was, like, really... So, okay, I yeah, I have questions about that then. Yeah. Do you do you remember experiences of of like being in or observing the real edginess of New York, like New York in the '90s? And can you share yes. some of that? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I lived in a really tough area, and uh, there were like shootouts on my street. Oh my god! And my um, and I just want a, a disclaimer: mm-hmm. the Bronx is not terrible, um, but you know. It's New York City, so there's some areas that are a bit rough. And so the area that I grew up in, my my family, we lived in the second floor of a building, mm-hmm. and we would hear gunshots. And my mother was so afraid of ricochets that she would say, "Get down!" Like she would literally tell us to get down. So we'd have to like get down. I'm not kidding. And you and the we there, you have oh, one sister. Or I have you- a twin sister mm-hmm. and a younger brother. And then it was uh, at the time me, my siblings, and my parents mm-hmm. before they were separated. But mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And how old were you when they were separated? Um, I think 13. So right in the middle of all of the hormonal explosions. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Did you used to, play, uh, school, yeah. just to play mind games with your twin where you guys would dress up as each other and just screw with people? 
We definitely switched places a lot in nice. high school. We tricked people. We tried to trick family and friends, but they could tell. They could tell <laughs> us apart. We're diff- different personalities. But in high school, we would switch homeroom. We would switch classes. <gasps> you did? Yes. Awesome. And we wouldn't tell anyone. And one time, um, my friend Luzanne, you know, Jennifer and I, out of the blue, were by our lockers getting ready for school, uh, class. And I'm like, do you just want to like switch for the heck of it? And she's like, yeah. So we just switched, didn't tell anyone. And all of a sudden, while the teacher is just like, you know, uh, in homeroom taking down names in attendance, my friend Luzanne looks at me and she's like, hey, Jen, and just starts laughing. And I'm like, shut the, <laughs> shut the fuck up, She Luzanne. knew. She could she tell. Knew. <sighs> she knew. I was like, shut up. Come on, let me do this. <laughs> we got great. caught once in math class. And what happened? I mean, the teachers must have been tickled. Even if they couldn't show you they were yeah. tickled, they must have been tickled. They were because we were like goody two-shoes. Everybody loved us. Come on. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. You're, what you're great. saying is you've always been this way. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Oh, it's <laughs> great. So, so when you're – I feel like it's different experience for twins because you have always this person who is right with you. Like, it's not just you. I think – um puberty is such a lonely time for most people, but I wonder if it was less lonely for you guys because no matter what you were going through, you could turn to each other and be like, are you are you going through this? Are you experiencing this? Mm-hmm. Is like that? Yeah, so lucky. Um, I mean, as, so when we were kids, we would always tell each other secrets. Like at Do you night, have a secret language? We, my mother said we had a secret language. Mm-hmm. She said we would whisper to each other and laugh, and then we would say things to my mother, like, Wati, which meant, like, pick us up. And my mom's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> we were wee babes. But um, we always shared secrets. And when puberty happened, though, there was a period where my sister didn't really want to tell me much anymore. We were kind of, we, I, don't, I wouldn't say we were growing apart, but I think she really wanted to find our individuality. Yeah. Because in high school, we were kind of known as the twins. And so right. people would be like, hey, twin, hey, twin. And my sister's like, I have a name. Oh, you know? mm-hmm. So in the, in the age when kids are usually like starting to like detach and like uh, identify themselves separate from the family, you guys had to go through a period of sort of individuating from each yes. other. Um, but it was cool to have someone around to kind of see her go through things before I did. Like, for example, she was the first one to get her period. And so I got to see that. So when it happened, oh, you're to so me, lucky! I was not afraid. I knew exactly what it was. But when it first happened to her, she thought she was dying. <laughs> how, old, how old did you? We did, were twelve. <laughs> and how far apart did you get your period? Oh my god! Like um, three months later. Oh I got my, my god! I know, isn't that funny? Oh, yeah, in the summertime, great. she was like, "Oh my god." Does she uh, still? Does she use that to say that she's a little bit older than you? She freaking does. She, th- <laughs> she was born first. Okay, born first. We're twenty minutes apart. So to me, I think we're both the oldest, right? But she says that she is. And I'm considered the middle child to some family members, which is what? bullshit. By 20 yes. minutes? Yes. No. They were like, Jen's the oldest. And I'm like, um, excuse me. <laughs> we were born on the exact same day. When you she just came dated. out, I yeah. hung out. <laughs> she came out first. I like stretched and you were in the chilling. Room. You held I the totally, door. Exactly. I totally you let her. You let her get out there first. Yeah. <laughs> she has like a complex. Is she, she's not a performer as well, is she? I, she could be. And I think she's so funny and I really wish. And she, she did perform like in college. She did some shows. She was my double in college. What? In a play. It was awesome. So you were each other's understudies? She, so we did this, I did this play called Marisol written by Mm -hmm. Jose Perez, Mm -hmm. a Puerto Rican playwright. And, um, she played my double. So I came out downstage and she came up upstage as like my ghost and she did it in high school we we were in the wizard of oz and i was the witch wicked witch of the west 
And so uh-huh. smoke would come out. I'd come out on stage, and then I'd disappear. And she'd come up in the balcony, and people were like, "Whoa! Oh, what a <laughs> cool oh, trick! What a cool magic trick!" I know. They're like, "How'd you do that so fast?" <laughs> <laughs> and did you um, did you grow up uh, with speaking two languages in your house? Um, yes, except I didn't really speak. So I grew up surrounded by uh, bilingual mm. Spanish speakers. Like my parents spoke Spanish fluently, and then my grandparents lived below me in our building, so they would speak Spanish, but my siblings and I didn't really speak Spanish that much because my parents kind of argued over whether we should learn it or not. Here was the story. So my mom mm-hmm. is a bilingual education teacher. She's like, no, I want my children to learn Spanish. My dad was like, no, I'm really afraid they're going to get picked on in school and all that jazz. But in New York, that in the Bronx, everybody speaks Spanish. I know. We missed so many opportunities. But now as an adult, it's really my responsibility to carry on the language, you know. Um, but we didn't really... When you don't use it, you lose it, right? But I can read it, write it, I understand it. Yo hablo un poquito del español, sí. pero yo necesito ayudar. I always say that, but it's true. I do need some help. But oh, I just oh, comprendo everything oh, you just said. Bien. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And to, this is so appropriate because today is the Puerto Rican Day Parade. Oh, that is My so people. appropriate. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and were your, did your parents grow up in Puerto Rico or, or your grandparents? My grandparents did. So mm-hmm. my grandfather came to New York in 1947 when he was uh, 17. And uh, my mom grew up and was born in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. but lived in Puerto Rico when she was like 10 years old because of her asthma. Her asthma was like acting up. So they... So she went to Puerto Rico and spent some time there as a child. Greener pastures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was an interesting experience for her. <laughs> and have you ever been? No, I need to go. My oh, sisters, I know this is terrible. I need to go. I'm going to go. I believe you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now this is a public declaration. You this is a go. public declaration. Some people are like, shame on you. How dare you? <laughs> what? No. Your experience is completely valid. I know. And I came out of the vagina of a Puerto Rican woman. So nobody <laughs> can take that away from me. No. Or did you come out of the stomach? The stomach, yeah. yes. Hey, that's a callback. Thanks, yeah. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I know the history of my people, and I celebrate the culture, you know, cook the food, listen to the music, so, you know. Yeah, it's in your blood. Yes, it is. So, uh, Christine. La sangre. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that reminds me. So, when I was in Spanish class in uh, junior in high school, I think, um, honor Spanish with Profesora Caneco. Loved her. Loved her. Um, she showed us the movie Bodas de Sangre. Have you heard of this? No. Blood Wedding. It is the most melodramatic thing I've ever seen. It is so quintessential. Of I mean, it's it's from Spain. Like it's not it's not Puerto Rican, but it is. Um, I just feel like there's something about Latin culture that's just very like passionate and, and rich. Blood and too. yeah, my oh, grandparents are from Spain. Oh, how cool is Galicia, that? Galicia. I know. <gasps> nice. It's a great name. Someday I'm going to go there and not come back. (laughs) Yeah, very passionate people. Mm -hmm. Passionate. Mm -hmm. I feel like blood is a big theme amongst the the literature. Yes, of course, because a lot of blood has been shed. um, You know, just fighting for their, for nationalism in Puerto Rico, you know, Taino Indians. How connected do you feel to that personally? You know... I've been thinking, I'm so glad you asked that question. That is an, I've been thinking a lot about that lately. Oh yeah? Because, yeah, because growing up, I'm very light skinned. My mom is mm-hmm. dark. My dad's very light. So some people have made me feel like I'm not Latina enough. And then white people have made me feel like, well, you're not white. So it's, I almost feel like, well, w- what am I, right? Like I'm, 
Yeah. I'm not enough for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just my personal experience growing up, mm-hmm. right? Not Puerto Rican enough, not white. So mm-hmm. where do I fit in? And so my responsibility as um, a Latina is to really, you know, immerse myself in the culture by learning more about it, being, you know, with my people. But so also, I mean, representing yourself as just yourself and, you know, if everybody is on a spectrum, mm-hmm. you know, you are just as valid a representative Thank you. As as somebody who's lighter or darker or more or less Latina, I think. I mean, yeah, we're all we all come from different shades. We're all inf- like Puerto Ricans are influenced by African American. I mean, Africa and Europe, mm-hmm. and so and you know Indians. So I think it's just a lovely mix of culture that we should celebrate. And enough of this, you're not enough of that. And I don't think that's fair. To Absolutely. Really say. Well, also, I mean, when you're in the industry that we're in, you know, and you're trying to market yourself as the caricature of yourself, like oh, whatever your type is. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I mean, it's, I feel like it's a, when you say caricature, it makes me feel like I went on this audition once and some and people asked me where I was from. And I said, Oh, I'm Puerto Rican from the Bronx. Oh, oh, be that be, be Bronx, be, be Puerto Rican Bronx. And I'm like, um, I am, I am being Puerto Rican Bronx. Right. This is Puerto Rican Bronx. But I'm saying if you they, said like, yeah. if, if Phil went into the room and said, I'm from New Jersey, they'd be like, Oh, do that. Like, they be did. New I've, Jersey. I've done yeah, that like before. That, you know, they tell me to be They've, more, you know, Jewish or whatever. Yeah. Like it's, 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 it's kind a of, typing it's thing. It's silly. Yeah. I mean, it's in our, especially our generation now with, with a lot more attention paid to alpha and beta males and females and stuff like that. What, what are you looking at me like that for? Um, <laughs> I think that there's, there's a lot of that of you want to fight for your truer self, but there's still the market wants this. Yeah. Well, like I, because, I was, yeah, yeah. It's you're, you're, it's between like how authentic do you want to be yeah. to yourself and how badly do you want to get cast in a commercial? I feel like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like I am authentic because I am. I'm always. I feel like I'm always reacting to how things used to be or how people used to act. So like my whenever somebody asks me to you know, do that, you know, New Jersey accent, like now I have unfortunately characters that are like that. That's sort of it's like it's Italian real life. It's Italian know? blackface yeah. or, or orange face, whatever, what have you. We turn yeah. orange. Um, <laughs> bronze whatever yeah because orange faces it has taken on a whole other meaning in this uh election cycle so yeah Yeah. i can't even yeah i'm gonna say bronze face yeah because orange face (laughs) not my president no um not in my white house no no orange is the new white house yeah uh but no yeah it's it's like you want to do that but it's I don't know. It's it, we're lucky that we come from a theater, or at least we we study in an area where we have to make our own mark, or at least feel that. Yeah, create our own content, yeah. and exactly because if not for that, we would have to be just. And yeah, there are people out there that are that, and that's why, you know, in in it's funny, you know, yeah. it's true, but that's not. There's more to this to those people. Like there's more substance, everybody. Oh, exactly. More nuance, more detail. But, but when you're, when you're trying to sell yourself as a product, you know, to like a national toothpaste campaign, they don't care about the nuance. I just say be your authentic self with abandon. Yes. And honestly, I'm American. I speak English. I was born in this country. Yeah. And so this is how, who I am. Yeah, exactly. And I'm still growing. Like I'm, I'm 32 I don't care. I love my age. Mm-hmm. I'm 32 years old. Oh yeah, and um, I'm 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 still learning and experiencing life, and I'm really excited. I have like a thirst for knowledge, and and I want to be. So to answer your question, do I feel I want to be more immersed in my culture, and I feel like I'm doing that more than ever now. Excellent. 
Yeah. Oh, yay. Yay. Wepa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well show us uh, what um, what you brought today, because it looks like a pretty extensive okay. artifact situation. I oh my god, it's so appropriate for what we've been discussing. All right. So when I was in eighth grade, I was told to create a family tree, and I did, and it is wow. my Puerto oh my Rican god. family tree, which is a palm tree <laughs> and coconuts. Let's. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. So um, I see we have so we ha- so tell the 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 listeners what we are looking at here. So you're looking at a collage of um my family tree which consists of information on my dad's side, my father's side and also there's a Puerto Rican flag and an American flag and a map of Puerto Rico and um a picture of the natives of Puerto Rico, as well as some, um, like, uh, oh my God, I'm having trouble pronouncing this now. The Spanish, um, the Africans, a picture of my mom getting her master's degree, um, my grandparents. So, wow. And did you make this palm tree yourself? It's like this perfectly... Oh my God, thank you. Oh, it's because my mother helped me with a lot of my projects. And so I had to so give her mine. credit for that. Yeah, she was yeah. into the artsy so things. The, pal- the uh, palm tree was my mother's idea. Mm-hmm. And so on the uh, tree itself, there's like lines that points to like my father, the names of my great grandparents and where they're from in Puerto Rico from my father and mother's side. Um, so yeah. This oh, this is, is my... incredible. I'm thank so glad you. you kept it. Me too. Um, is it okay if we put pictures of this up on oh, the please. website? I would love that. Yeah. So a my plus too. I know I got plus. an A. That's great. How can you not get an A plus? Viva Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> so I have family from, um, oh my gosh, Vega Vega. Oh my God, I'm having. So- please forgive me for my pronunciation, but Vega Vega. Um, oh my God, you that other. Oh, this is terrible. See you. Have, see now. Caguas, Caguas. You have to go to Puerto Rico and do like a sort of like, you know, the Camino of Santiago in Spain, but you have to do that in Puerto Rico and like hit all of it, like a pilgrimage of all of the places of your family. I really do. And I need to visit some of my cousins. Oh my God. Yep. And then on the, so on, so on the leaves is, are the names of my siblings, myself. And there's coconuts. Isn't that cute? Well, you're a little coconut. I am. (laughs) You're the fruit of this family tree. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's great. So how, how old were you when you did this? I was in eighth grade. So mm-hmm. I... And did was everybody instructed to make a project of their roots? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I was what, maybe like 13. Is that how old we are in eighth grade? I mm-hmm. forget. Yeah. 13 years old. 13, yep. 14. Mm-hmm. 13, yeah. 14. That's the hardest time. It's the hardest time. Yeah. It's the worst. Did you have boyfriends when you were had, that age? Oh, my God. No. Oh, my God. No. Well, I guess I had crushes. And I was so insecure Were at you? that age. Oh, but you're oh the my most God. bubbly, friendly, delightful. So insecure. So insecure. Was your sister just as insecure? Did you guys like boost each other up? We boosted each other up. I would think that she was, but she was tough because in eighth grade, she was put in this class where all the mean, tough kids were in. Oh. And so they learned really quickly not to mess with her because immediately she shut it down. Um, and I was kind of different. I kind of was like a little bit of a pushover. Um, yeah. So in eighth grade, you, people had to vote for like, like prom queen or prom princess. I'm in like, eighth grade? Yeah. I mean, not prom. It was like our. You had like a, da- a formal dance. Yes. 
Yes. And I forgot. Oh, what was it? She got nominated as like queen of the class or something like that. Out of all the mean girls, they did not get a single vote. The vote went to my sister. Wow. I was so proud of that. Shut it down continuously. Yeah, because she just did not care. That's Um, great. And I was such a goody two shoes. That one time my eighth grade teacher called me, what are you, the town crier? Oh. <laughs> I know. I was like, Sister Sister Mary. <laughs> you were in Catholic school? Went to Catholic school. Oh. Yeah. In the Bronx as well? Yes. So kindergarten, I went to PS59, mm-hmm. where my mom taught as well. And um, But I was never taught by my mom. Well, I was at home. Like I learned ABCs, one, two, threes before school, preschool. Sure. By my mom, of course, because she's a teacher. But um, yeah, so that was kindergarten. And then from first grade... Basically all the way up to college. It was like Catholic school. <laughs> and was it all, all girls Catholic school? Um, I went to an all girls Catholic high school. I went to the Academy of Mount St. Ursula. Represent <laughs> girls on the hill. The oldest Catholic high school in New York State. Wow. Do you still Are you still uh, in touch with girls that you knew from that I, time? Yes. I'm very proud of my education there. I loved my teachers. Still talk to some of the girls. You Facebook. You know, that's so I love them. Did you feel a sense of freedom going to school with only girls because you kind of didn't have to worry I, about boys? Yeah, because I feel like there's always like a little bit of you that's presentational. If I mean, assuming oh, ex- assuming that assuming that you're a hetero person, if you're in a, a co-ed school, I feel like there's like um, your guard is up a little bit more than if you were only with your own gender. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. I would still say that we were all a bit presentational because we're, you know, we're trying to look good for each other, basically. But there was a lot less pressure and a lot less like um, we were a bit focused. But when boys did come to visit the school. And why did they do that? um, So, you know, there were several clubs like we had Latin club, Italian club. And some uh, our brother's school was Fordham Prep, Mount St. Michael's, Cardinal Hayes. And sometimes they would visit for like club events or school dances. And whenever a male came into the school, it was kind of like we heard about like, oh my God, there's a male here. <laughs> <laughs> like people would run it, the girl would run into the cafeteria. There's like the fire departments here. Oh my God, you guys. I'm like, oh my God, fire department. And our teacher, this I remember this, like Miss Ramita, she's married now. She's She was our favorite, one of our favorite English teachers. So whenever the fire department came, we're like, Miss Ramita, Miss Ramita. She's like, there's a fireman. So literally like suck in her cheeks and like run down the hall. She'd probably kill me for saying this. And like, like, oh, hello guys, how you doing? But yeah, we were totally, we, we loved awesome. it, right? The less awkward girls liked it. Um, <clears throat> I loved being in all girls high school. I mean, it did get kind of like, after a while, it's like, oh, I wish there were some guys here, you know? But I loved my time in high school. Um, it's a good time. I don't know, was it like, was it like a, like a, sleepover party all the time I feel like if you're hanging out I mean we, you, it sounds like you Sometimes. were having a positive time that like you had friends there it was like a fun yeah. but still educational place educational place had a lot of fun but also growing pains of course of like course. um you know people had their little groups and cliques and uh of course people got picked on um but for the most part very supportive and we never really had to worry about like we all wore a uniform you know so, oh, yes. So to what extent uh, were you able to jazz it up? Oh, we could jazz it. Great question. Um, well, the rules <laughs> have changed, but when I was a wee lass in um, high school, we could, we expressed our individuality through our, our like knee socks, our stockings, 
our hair, makeup. We were allowed to wear makeup, mm-hmm. nail polish, jewelry. So you can you can still tell who was goth and who wasn't, who was preppy, who wasn't, mm. based on hair, uh, makeup, accessories. Mm-hmm. Um, so my sister and I wore very different, like school shoes. We weren't that different, but we were like distinguishable. Um, but was there a was there a point when you because I imagine your mom dressed you and your sister alike for for the first few years of yeah, your life. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she freaking <laughs> did. And not the. And you did you did you were you never into that? No, we. I was fine with it. I think we liked it. We my sister and I have similar tastes, so it was fine. But after a while, like I guess when we reached the age of thirteen, we were like, okay, we we don't have to dress alike all the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we did as kids. But um, sometimes Jen and I would buy the same outfits, and then accidentally were the same thing so we were like camp counselors That's okay that doesn't count well kind of funny and embarrassing we were camp counselors at this catholic camp <laughs> St. Vincent de Paul <laughs> it was just, just all pope all the time all, no all girl camp no co-ed co-ed cool yeah it was cool good experience but she had cabins uh she uh was a counselor for like the younger girls mm-hmm. and I had the older girls but we one day came out wearing the exact same outfit I'm like this is insane <laughs> Yeah. So you you mentioned that like the the all boys and the all girls would meet up. Were there any like dates uh, where there would be a dance between oh, yeah. the two of them? Like yeah. very so cinematic. Yeah. 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 Totally. That's very cinematic. Yes. Yeah, so we had dances. You mentioned you also had crushes. Was it oh, on the I rival had crushes. guy school? Um, I had crushes. So I went to summer camp uh, when I was in high school, and I was a counselor in high school. And so I think my first boyfriend I was like fourteen, and uh, he was a seventeen-year-old. Oh, an older man. But it was just so, like, not even that serious. But it was fun. Um, So that was my first boyfriend. I would say my first real boyfriend was in college because I'm a late bloomer. Oh, that's okay. I am too. Yeah, 17, you know. Uh, Pero. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I had crushes on guys, but I, I, I... I was such a uh, late bloomer and so insecure that I never really followed through. I didn't really drink until college, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah, well, you were you were in you were in uh, Catholic school. You were protected the whole way up. Yeah, but you know, they were kids in seventh eighth grade who had boyfriends, marriages, practically. <laughs> well, yes, not real marriages. I'm just kidding. No, it but, seemed um, like that at the time. Yeah, yeah, like real relationships. I'm like, damn, we are in seventh grade. I know. Well, I mean, now it's, I mean, it gets younger and younger. You know what I'm saying? I oh, mean, it does. Absolutely. I'm just getting older and older. Yeah. Yeah. Me yeah. too. It's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What's this note yeah, you got there? Yeah, what is this note that you brought? Oh my God. This, so I did take Spanish classes in school and this kind of ties in with our theme here. And this is a note, speaking of notes, mm-hmm. that I passed Perfect. to my friend Adi. Um, this is all in Spanish. So I'll read some of it and translate. Awesome. Oh my gosh, please remember this. No, you got it. So I wrote, um, so this was actually my junior year of high school. So I was like 16. Mm -hmm. And this is what I wrote. Hola, mamita, ¿cómo estás? Yo bien. Me molesta que yo esté enferma. Me molesta que mi hermana no limpie su cuarto. Ella es una puerca. ¿Tú te reír? ¿Por qué? So that translates to, hey, mommy, how are you? I'm good. I hate that I'm sick. I hate that my sister does not clean the room. She is a pig. You laugh. Why? And then Adi writes. So I like pass the note yeah, to her. Yeah, and yeah, oh, she that's writes, great. Yo me riel porque tú es muy graciosa. Oops. <laughs> it's cute. It's fine. 
Yeah. Uh, yo te amo mucho, tu sabe. Oh my God. How did she write here? Oh my God. Yo me, I, can, I can't pronounce this word. I love the challenge. Oh, it's great. You sound great. Oh, yeah. she says, él es hermano de Fabian. Él es, what? Oh my God. Fabian me hace falta. Yo lo, yo lo amo mucho. Okay. So <laughs> she, oh my God. People are probably going to like. No, don't worry about the judgment. Judge me for this. No. So she's talking about how I'm funny and she loves me a lot. But and she's also talking about her boyfriend, Fabian, and how she loves him so much. And then I write, ay, gracias, hija. And I'm like, thank you, girl. <laughs> yo sé, yo sé. Te amo también. And then so, yeah, that's basically the note. There's a lot more here. Wait, yo sé. What is she right here? Are you still in touch with this girl? Yes. So she lives in California. She's one of my best friends. Um, I haven't spoken to her in a while, though. But um, we still keep in touch. She has a daughter. She served our country. She was in the Navy. Right. Um, yeah, she's an amazing, strong woman. One of my best friends. Oh, good. I think there's an, do I have an English? I brought so many notes. Does she write more? Anyway, she's one of my closest friends. Well, you, ha- you have a ton of notes here. Oh, see, I love it. I, I feel like this doesn't happen anymore because people just text no, each other. No, they have other. instant messenger. This, this ended right when instant we were Instant messenger graduating. was like college. <laughs> do you remember that? I had that. In, we had that in like high, high school. school. We used to fucking do that all the time. Like notes ended. Because I remember in science class, we just look at each other and then like, Go home and then talk about science class. <laughs> we waited to like pull the trigger on that. No, like notes ended for me like right around eighth or ninth grade. I know. Like I love everything's becoming so digital. It's crazy. Everybody's going digital. I was That's thinking like, yesterday, how, like because I was going through these this photo album that I had, and um, you know, because on on uh, TBT, I'll always you know take a picture of a, of a, a paper photo and post it, but there aren't going to be hard copy photos anymore. I think that is so that is sad. sad. Where can we develop film? Because recently I don't know I was if you going, can do that anymore. One, I have rolls of no, you can. They're photographers. You can. It's very film. rare. But at also, CVS, can you do it at CVS anymore? Not anymore. Kent's shaking his head. Yes. Oh. oh, okay. Uh, oh, oh, at okay. a drugstore. Okay, wow. Good. Great. Really, I could have just Googled that. Am I right? Talk about digital. <laughs> I just remember when I was Jesus in college, Christ. there were only maybe. Five or six film developing places in the entire city for like film, film, like motion picture film. But I imagine now it's, I mean, maybe in Brooklyn, there's probably a lot more, at least for cameras. At least <laughs> they'll do it artisanally, spe- like in a, in a special lighthouse where, uh, you know, Tame Impala plays. Yeah, but if you, like when we, okay, if and when like our generation has children, you know, our kids will be, they won't be like, mom. Do you have any pictures of me when I was a baby? Because all they have to do is go online and find like <laughs> yeah, just hundreds go on my of Facebook, them. Hon. Did you like my post of you on Facebook? Oh, God. Eventually, yeah. that the the time travel feature will be a little bit more effective on Facebook to accommodate our children. Well, scrapbooking <laughs> hasn't died. I think people still scrapbook, and we can still oh, create yeah. photo albums. But it's on us it's to so keep vintage, doing it, though, right? But it is. It's our responsibility. Yeah, responsibility. I feel like you have to really be a, a go getter to to go ahead and do that and put everything in it's like not a material form. No, because now, I mean, I you're doing for myself. It. No, I'm so lazy. I don't print photos anymore. No, but you're you're doing by cataloging all your old notes and things. You're you're doing it. Yeah, but you know what's so sad? Well, this is you know hits us in like a really nostalgic place in our hearts. The generation like immediately after us, like people like five years younger than no, me. No, these are like, are like our, our this is this, this is are a our bunch like World of War II love letters. They're they're missing out. <laughs> oh, speaking of love letters, yes. they are really missing out on something so beautiful and touching. Just 
holding a piece of paper, smelling the paper, and then reading the, the words that somebody and going yeah. over it, just like write. like being obsessed with the penmanship and looking yeah. at how yeah. they like loop their R's. And Yo, it it took me years to go into direct deposit for checks because I like the physical check going yeah. to a bank, putting it in the thing, and like sending it in a little tube thing. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to steal yeah, one of those I think things. We're, we're the it's last effort. generation that's like kind of holding steal. on. To I just that. want to take one of those things and like use it. I don't know to like throw notes back. I don't know what I was. Thinking. No, they're like message. They're what like, I was thinking. No, they're like message those. in the bottle canisters. We, no, you mean when you when you go into the the drive through at the bank, and yeah. and what is it I called? Want, a, a pneumatic pneumatic yeah. a pneumatic tube, and yeah. it goes and sin. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, you need to be here for this because we don't know. <laughs> you, you miss depositing real checks. It's like the least romantic. Nobody says You know that. what? Guys. Dude, dude, from like There's 13 to so 21, I would get like, I would get a lot of 20s because I worked at my grandfather's <laughs> store. Like I, having a job is still at least 11 years new to me. So uh, having a real job with taxes Just and give- health insurance. Fill a deposit slip and he will <laughs> love you forever. <laughs> it's like, oh it's a, I still collect my pay stubs at work. So. Just you wait for our next anniversary, honey. Thank I'll have you. a whole oh box full of garbage paper. <laughs> I just love the idea of like keeping a box full of old letters and it's like, God, what, what are people going to do now? Like, let me just go through my text messages. Like, It's not romantic at all. Not, but opening up a box and then doing this to yeah, the paper. I know. It. Oh my God. How That's, many love letters have you written, Lisa? Uh, uh. <laughs> that many. The answer is zero. The answer is zero. Oh, I've, oh no. Uh, no, but he. No, he, I've written. We we send each other cards. cards. Yeah, he's have, he's got a good cards. Really good cards. You, your card game is pretty awesome yeah, as well. Have you written yeah. him letters? Let's just, yeah. Uh, She's I mean, done more than me. Because that, I mean, sadly, that's something I have to catch up on. No, no, it's fine. Instead it's of depositing fine. a check, why don't you deposit some love notes into, into her love this bank? Slot. I'm yeah. not going to make. There, we can continue this riff. And it could get real bad, right. but we're not going okay. to. Okay, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. No, the love's <laughs> alive. <laughs> it is. What a cute couple. I wish you could see what I see, audience. Oh, Christine, Seriously. I think you should just be our <clears throat> our personal brand manager. Done. Yeah. That would be, yeah, pretty pretty helpful because we have no idea what we're doing. No. We're the picture of the dog in front of a typewriter. It's like, I could've have no idea. Could have fooled me. Could have fooled me. Well, I'm... Uh, did you want to read any others of these? Or if not, I have a present to give to you. You have a present for me. Yeah. Well, I oh, always I always so have nice. a present. I always have a present. But this is like, I've been saving this for a, a long time. So <laughs> understand this comes from my childhood home in Guilford, Connecticut, um, where there's like still tons and tons and tons of stuff that hasn't been thrown out yet. And this, I couldn't believe I still had it. It's kind of disgusting. Um disgusting it is great so like a time capsule yeah so this is uh this pouch is like one of these like all-inclusive like body packets from bath and body works original Ah pouch and inside inside it's a country apple shut the fuck up because that was my favorite fragrance and that's all i bought how did you know that oh my god are you kidding me that lived in my house for years. Yeah. That exact. And now it'll live in mine. <laughs> oh my Listen, God. I haven't unzipped these. So on one side, there's a soap. It's it's still wrapped in saran wrap. You can probably still use it. soap. <laughs> it probably smells like pure sugar. And then on the other side, there's a little bottle of relaxing bath bubbles, another one of shower gel, and then like a third of a bottle full of 
Country Apple body Listen, splash. This is a real thing. She <laughs> normally just gives people like busted ass troll pens or I something. I swear. Do you guys believe in kismet? Do you guys believe in 100%. the universe? Yes, I do. I do. I kid you not. Oh my God. This is just, this ties in with the theme of like high school. I literally, wow. <laughs> it's, it's a little see, discolored. It's really but. discolored because it's just, <laughs> but you know what? I bet there's enough I, preservatives in there that it still works. This is Brooklyn vintage. <laughs> Try the soap. This. I don't know. I don't I know about the stuff this. on the other side. I, know, you but. Could, I could probably sell this on Etsy for like, a hundred dollars oh or something. God. I need a travel bag for when I go on uh, La Camino. Yeah, that's right. La, La Camino de Puerto Rico. De Puerto Rico. <laughs> no, this is, thank you so much, Lisa. Oh my God. Well, this thank you so, so much awesome. for, I, listen, if you open any of those and you use them, <laughs> I want the full report. Okay. I want to know if like you open the soap and it turns to dust in your hands. <laughs> It'll be amazing. I can't. This is uh, so funny. I love yay. this. Thank you. Christine. Christine Pinheiro, do you have anything that you would like to plug right now? Um, oh, my God. Do I have anything I want to plug? You can see me on Wednesdays at the People's mm-hmm. Improv Theater in New York City. What time? 10 o'clock on a team called Champagne Empire. Pop. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I perform in variety shows around the city. So check out my Instagram and my Facebook. And my website. What and are you those? You have a YouTube channel, yeah? Oh, yes. I have a YouTube channel. Another Brunette on YouTube. Another Brunette on YouTube. Yeah. We're going to be filming a couple of episodes. Great. Yeah. Excellent. So that's coming up. Thank you so much, you guys. Oh, my this God. Christine, awesome. thank you yes. so much. All right. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that was a great Puerto Rican That Day was a great 20th episode. Um, yeah. I'm so excited about it. Our, our show is now sleeping out at dorms, and we don't know where it is. Yeah, our our show is now is now fighting its college roommates yep. for it's not a long time. Us. It's not calling. We're calling it. We're asking how it's doing, and it's like I'm fine. I just got a lot of like leave lot, me alone, mom. I have an exam. I have to write like I have to rewrite five papers for my writing class. Okay, because they grade it on a sliding scale, and it, it's graded on improvement, <laughs> not grades. Okay, so yeah, it's it's gonna be you know. I'm looking forward to its thirties when it finally wants to sit down and talk to us. And then the next episode that we release. Stay tuned, guys. It's gonna be it's gonna be very special. We're gonna release the episode of the recent live show that we did at QED. Um, if you ever want to see the live show, come to um, uh, QED in Astoria on Twenty Third Avenue, first Sunday of every month um, at eight p.m. So July third is our next one, and uh, it's going to be followed by a Jim Gaffigan show viewing party. So it's a very exciting night oh, all wow. around. If you're in town for the weekend, come for that. And uh, otherwise. Um, Listen, subscribe, uh, tell your friends to subscribe, iTunes, Google Play. TheBitchSeatPodcast.com. That's right. And you can find us on Twitter on the underscore bitch underscore seat. Uh, I am at Lissa is a person on Twitter. I am at Phil Casal. And, uh, you know. That's it. And treasure what got you here, guys. Treasure what got you here. Enjoy. What is it? Enjoy your agony. What's the other Enjoy one? Enjoy your agony. I thought it was that's some crispy chicken. No, 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 no. There was something in between. We had another saying. I feel like it was, uh, can't help me. No, that's right. That's fine. Eh, crunchy chicken, whatever. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Enjoy, enjoy your afternoons. Oh, that was so fun. Attention Springwood, my name is Josh Krebs. And I'm Liz Richards. And we're the hosts of Bloody Date Night. So Josh and I have been dating for four years, and Josh loves horror movies, and 
I hate them. Yeah, so each episode we go through the horror movie franchise canon to watch an episode and then meet up and we discuss it together. And so far it's been going pretty well, right Liz? I think it's gone pretty well so far. Yeah, each episode I try to see how far I can push Liz to watch a really good horror movie until she basically leaves me and it hasn't worked yet. Not yet. And it's awesome because you're the Tatum to my Sydney. You're sweet. And here's a clip from one of our recent episodes. Hello, I'm Exposition. Hey, let me t- let me tell you what just happened. There's a break-in at this costume store. Somebody stole some ropes, some knives. Somebody stole a mask. They stole $250. <laughs> they scared a cat. They took two boas. They took two boas. Two feather boas, one I, set of angel wings. It's one of those goddamn... They're probably having a burlesque. <laughs> probably doing a burlesque show later. I don't know. Oh, Haddonfield. What isn't happening? Haddonfield's first burlesque <laughs> club. That'd be amazing. I would love that. Um, the Lacey Pumpkin. The la- Ooh. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production. Hey!